she's like teething, so it's like it's like hell trying to get her to sleep. And the only way like she'll fall asleep is if I play driver's license and like sing it to her. <laughs> <laughs> so like like I, I listen to that song probably like thirty, forty times a day. It truly is a masterpiece. I just watched that SNL skit about it, which was oh, kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, we all we all know we love it. I mean, we can pretend that we can pretend it's not great, but we all know it is. Yeah. I've honestly never heard that song. You need to. It'll change your life. It's Will a it? life. It's a life changing song. It's a, bang, it's a banger and a half. Tonight, I'll I'll, I'll listen to it tonight. I mean, it quite literally has changed my life because it's the only way I get to sleep at night. The other night, we literally had it play on our Bluetooth speaker. We put the speaker under her crib, and it played on repeat the whole night. That's what I felt like the whole night. I just felt like this in the driver's license. James been busy listening to that uh, Post Malone cover of Hootie and the Blowfish. That goes hard. Oh, that's great. That's great. I don't care what anyone says. That whole that whole thing was like such a fucking mad lib because it was Post Malone, Hootie and the Blowfish cover for a Pokemon concert on online or whatever. It was just like what the fuck. It's so the, fucking random. You know, I never know. I I didn't notice it until like I heard the cover. Is so when who then Hootie and the Blowfish sang it? It's you know you laugh you like to laugh at me because the dolphins make me cry. I always thought he meant literal dolphins. No, it's, it's a football team. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins. I never do that until Post Malone said the Cowboys. I always knew it was. I always knew it was a, it was a football team. I just thought he. I thought that he just cried when he saw dolphins. Like I never. Like li- like literal dolphins. Yeah, like when I see the dolphins like swimming, he just like got really emotional for it. I never realized it was about the football team. Dan Reno made him cry. <laughs> I think Dan Reno has made a lot of people cry. Don Shula made him cry. Green of Jabbar. Green of Jabbar. Green. You know, uh. Ronde Gaston. Tell me a cry. The, uh. Yeah, I feel my, one of my best friends is a, is a Dolphins fan. And it's like, I've never been a more. I, I want the Dolphins to win a Super Bowl strictly so he can see it in his lifetime. I mean, we'll as, di- as die hard as it comes. They have a chance to build a, be a good team. They have a lot of picks. Do you think they uh, they should trade for Deshaun? Hell yeah. Yeah. You say no? You say no? I say yeah. Yeah, for sure they should. Fuck you, just do it. Because Tua, for me, his, his ceiling is like a Hawaiian Alex Smith. Don't do him like that, man. He's see, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I I look I I love Alex Smith, great game man. But I, I don't look I don't see Tua ever being like a dynamic quarterback who like you know puts up these crazy stats and like carries your team to victory. I see I see him being a game manager who has occasional 300 yard games. When you probably did not see him in college. You saw him in college. He was he was so dynamic in college. Yeah, but I mean, but look at his team. He had a. NFL offensive line. He had all the great receivers. I mean, he's not he's not going to have that in Miami. And even then, two, it was so he had two good after the catch. He also had two. He also had two good hips in college. 
Yeah, and he had two good hits. And, but, but it was all yards after the catch for him, and like his yard, like I forget the stat I saw. That was like so. It was, I mean, it was like a huge percentage of his yards came from after the catch. I think he's gonna be good, but yeah. I think at the Alex same time, good. no, I don't think he's game manager. I think he's more than a game manager. Oh, so what's before? He, like, I think I think I think he can be more than a game manager, but if you can get Deshaun Watson, you trade for him. So he's like that. You think his ceiling is like Dak Prescott two years ago? That's a good ceiling for him. Like you know, more is than a game manager, but not great. Dak obviously has gotten better since then. Was that the season they lost to the Rams in the playoffs? Yeah, that's the so. 2018. They had the, Cooper, they had the Cooper trade and went on the run after they got embarrassed by, was it Tennessee on Monday Night Football? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's 2018. Yeah, that's the last time the defense was actually good, too. I still can't believe they, good paid, feeling. Uh, they paid Ezekiel Elliott that much money. So dumb. Especially knowing they were going to have to pay Dak. And then they paid Amari a bunch of money, no one, or, and then drafted C.D. Lamb. So. You can still pay Dak if you want to, but we don't know if they want to. Do you, get, do you think they, they signed Dak long-term? They should. They're not, there's no guarantee you're going to do any better in the next would you, five years. Would you trade Dak for Deshaun? Oh, oh yeah. Not straight up. Not straight up. You'd have to add picks or something, but. I mean, How much Dak and Dak and one pick? That's probably a lateral move, isn't it? I think Watson's better than Dak. I'm not sure how much. All this hype about trading for Deshaun, trading for Russell Wilson, getting off of Dak, like that doesn't fix their problems. It's an upgraded quarterback, but it doesn't fix their problems like at all. And they're still a mediocre team. Yeah. I mean, as long as you have I mean, that that defense, I mean, is that that's going to keep them from becoming. I mean, I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't be winning that division every year. Well, the division sad about the past few years, but if Washington somehow finds a quarterback, they're, they're going to be dra- a problem. They're probably going to draft the wrong one, though. Like that guy from BYU? If no, they're probably going to draft one. Mac Watch them draft Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones. Watch him draft Mac Jones or some shit I actually, like that. I actually like Mac Jones. I do too, but not like that I don't part like of the guy from BYU. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. I, I just I just don't like him. I love him because he looks so like young. He looks like a little kid. And he's okay, throwing you, the ball around. Okay, do you love him as a as a, as a quarterback prospect or just as a, I do? I do. Or just the way he looks. <laughs> like, I also like. like I assumed he was like 25 years old because he went to BYU, but he's still like 21. He didn't someone, do that old mission trip stuff, I guess. Someone called him Kids Bop Jim McMahon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's just like, I just don't like him. But I mean, I think it's, I have a bias against any BYU quarterback. But he has great arm talent, though. No, I'll give you that. I just, I'm just not like sold on him as like, it's like, that kid, that guy, uh, the guy from North Dakota State. Oh, Trey Lance. Yeah, like so I saw a post where he, they're like, he's a pro-ready Pat Mahomes. But I don't know what that means. 
but like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> People gotta stop. Because Pat Mahomes was a pro ready when he came in the league. He sat out a year. Which I'm glad he did. The dude didn't know how to break a huddle when he was like uh, a rookie. I mean, like he would him learning. I'm I'm a Chiefs fan, so like him sitting under Alex with the year has like paid like dividends for him. You get to watch a full season basically standing next to Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, I mean, again, I, I was I was pissed when they drafted Mahomes, though. I wanted I wanted Deshaun Watson. Like, like I was like, just get Deshaun, this sure thing. And then I, they drafted Pat Mahomes, and I was like, okay, he's never going to see the field. <laughs> Y'all gave so, up. Y'all moved up, right, to do that? Yeah. Gave up they, they, traded, they traded the future first to Buffalo, I believe. That was such a shock they traded up that much to attack Mahomes. When I saw the draft, I was like, my mind was blown away because he was the 10th pick in the draft. But he was like, I mean, like his stock went crazy from like before the draft. He was like a second round pick. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it was like there's talks about him being top 10. There was that one part talk about him being the first quarterback off the board. Uh, I've never heard all. I've never heard all that. All I heard was like late first, maybe. <laughs> See, because when when the trade happened, uh, I forgot who. Like, I thought they were gonna they were trading up for uh, for Deshaun, but because I knew Alex Smith wasn't gonna lead us to a Super Bowl as much as I would love him to. Uh, I assumed they're gonna they're they're trading up for a quarterback. I didn't I didn't expect Mahomes. And I think it's strictly because he went to Texas Tech, and all I could think of was Graham Harrell. <laughs> so, I think Mahomes has like affected the way, like how much dudes can move up in the draft now with numbers they put up in college. Because like, like Lawrence was a wire to wire number one. Like he started the season, he was going to be the first pick, and he still is. But like two years before that, with Baker and uh, I guess Baker was a few years ago, but Baker and Joe Burrow, they were both like. Day two or three guys when they started their last Joe college Joe Burrow was a, yeah. probably going to be undrafted before he, his high in the year. Yeah, just no one knew anything about him. If he would have had a good season at LSU, he maybe goes in, like, the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, Burrow, I mean, he got he lost his job. Like, I mean, the, not his job. He's never the starter at Ohio State. But he lost a starting battle, I think, twice in Ohio State to quarterbacks who never made it to the NFL. And he goes to LSU, and I mean, just fucking wrecks it. Man, Scott Frost gets killed back where I'm from. Because they said Joe Burrow had interest in coming to Nebraska, and Scott Frost didn't even want to talk to him. <laughs> well, in his case, in his defense, Joe Burrow was nobody at that time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, if someone could have told me in advance that he would have been half that good, then yeah, go ahead and flame Scott Frost. But. I mean, he's Scott Frost, another backup. He was the uh, Central Florida coach, right? Yeah. Had that undefeated year at Central Florida. Um, and then was like, I'm not leaving, blah, blah, blah. And then like two weeks later, he left. Well, he, the, he, said he, he wasn't leaving. Nebraska, he's a hometown kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's our last national championship was he was the quarterback. He was the guy who, who caught that pass that was, that was kicked in the end zone against Missouri or, Right, or some other team? He threw it. 
Um, oh, he threw it. He threw it, and they got tips in the air, yeah. So he was that quarterback. That was that last national championship year in 97. Who was the uh, – that Rams I – mean, he, he was a Nebraska quarterback. Was Eric – is it Eric Couch? Eric Crouch. Crouch. <laughs> sort of He's a Nebraska, right? winner in 2001, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he got drafted by St. Louis and was like – they wanted to make him a, a running back or a receiver, and he, like, raised hell about it. Like, slot receiver and then safety, and he just didn't want to do it. Yeah, he, was, he thought he was going to be an NFL quarterback and – He's got some media job now, but for a while he was like selling playground equipment in Omaha. <laughs> That's a. I mean. Yeah. No. But I mean, all he has to do is pretend to have a job in Nebraska and he's taken care of. Yeah. Just like a lot of all time great quarterbacks in college, they can just go back to where they played school at and they can just do what they want. And especially places like Nebraska, Alabama, where there's no pro team in town, like. If you don't even have to be a quarterback. If you're just a really good player and that's really all your state has, then you're kind of set. I don't think Johnny football is a welcome back at A&M, but. Okay, what the hell is this league he's playing in? Like, fans call plays and shit? Yeah, Marshawn Lynch owns it, I think. That's so weird. I'm going to have to Josh Gordon's playing that league now. <laughs> I was talking, didn't he sign to Manziel's team? Yeah. So what is this league? It's like, I think, seven-on-seven seven football, where, like, the fans who are watching vote for the play calls. That's funky. It looks like, so it's like an arena-sized field, right? Yeah, it's, not, it's definitely, I think it's like an arena football-sized like uh, field, and then it's, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly how long that's going to last. They should have had this idea at the beginning of the pandemic. I should have popped off last spring. Yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone was first stuck at home and like just online constantly. I feel like because uh, I think when the XFL comes back, I think they'll be able to be decent. But I'm not sure if this if this league's gonna stay. I just love Vince McMahon basically saying sure. I've actually been watching the Hello? I'm here. I was going to say I lost one of y'all. Oh, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Now we're good, we're good. And I, I just like how uh, Vince McMahon basically, like, geared the XFL to, like, strictly, like, die-hard, like, Trump supporters. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, any any arrest or ban from the league, they're going to have to stand. I mean, he was like, he knew his, his audience, and, I mean, he just went for it. Oh, God. It's like basically a league for all those fans that got pissed off at NASCAR about the Confederate flag and left. Yeah. <laughs> that was this league is for you. Yeah, that was my I that was my favorite thing when they banned like the Confederate flag. Those fans got I mean pissed. <laughs> Who gives a shit? No, I know, like fuck, like you're 
I'm glad Grant's not here talking about a shit on NASCAR, but like, who the fuck wants to watch it? I told him for his birthday the other day I'd take four left turns for him when I was out driving. <laughs> I bet he appreciated That's about it. All I had. He really enjoyed that. What two or three weeks last year when everyone was getting into it because of Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Everyone watched like two races, pretended to know what the fuck they were watching, and then lost interest. Yeah. When he first, when he first, like, I forgot who he changed it because he, he, his shit's always changing to like number one something fan in the galaxy. Yeah. I forgot which NASCAR racer it was, and I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a joke. I thought he was like a, like it was like just him just fucking around. I didn't really just that into NASCAR. Oh yeah, and that's what really came out of though. Came out of it though was that Bubba Wallace Jordan deal. So you know, good for him. Go get the bag. Yeah, I mean, the because uh, there was like that, the thing with the noose or whatever, where like his like they yeah. thought it was a noose, which I mean, the picture looked definitely looked like a noose. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, yeah, that was fucking weird. But, you know, that was like the most publicity. Of course, the most publicity NASCAR gets like in like 10 years is uh, about the Confederate flag being banned. The most attention they had since uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that most since Danica Patrick like debuted, but. Thanks for that, too. I guess James had to step off real quick. Okay, no doubt. Well, yeah, we, uh, fucking, that was, yeah, the NASCAR thing was, like, just, I never understood it. Like, like I, I grew up in Branson, Missouri. Uh-huh. And for, like, 20 years, there's been talked about, like, a NASCAR track being built in, uh, in Branson. And it was like they they secured the land. They're about to break ground, and then it's like, oh, it got stopped. Then it's like, oh no, it's back on. But like some of the people out there are super passionate about their fucking drivers. Yeah, that whole that whole scene is like, it's almost like a massive cult following. But you know, yeah, it's like you have like in the NBA, you're those fans like you get the Trey Young stands, the Luca stands. Yeah. But, like, with NASCAR, it's, like, everyone's standing somebody. I mean, it's, like, hardcore, like. Yeah. I mean, I guess they technically have teams, but it's still pretty individual sport. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It's a the, wild one. I'm the back. Most, the most I know about NASCAR is uh, literally Talladega Nights and what it has taught me about it. That they go left for like four hours. Yeah, like I mean, like I don't understand the team concept. I don't understand any of that shit. Shake and bake. That's all I understand. About yeah. Work. You know, El Diablo means fighting chicken. Yeah. There's, there's actually this is a funny like story. So in uh in Branson, there's a uh. What's it called? It's a gas station, and it's called Ricky Bobby's. And it's open like. Why does that not surprise me about Branson? It's open like twelve hours, and the whole time when you're in there, there's like four TVs, and it's playing Talladega Nights all day. 
awesome. I'm going to go there. I asked one of the, the workers there. He's like, I don't think you understand, like, the turnover rate we have. And, like, it's because they have to watch Talladega Nights, like, four times a shift. Where is Branson at? It's southwest Missouri. I thought you were going to say because it was a gas station. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. I've been to Table Rock plenty. I just went to the Ozarks last August, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. where, where Branson's, like, right there in the Ozarks. Yeah. Very familiar. Yeah, so it's uh, it's funny. The uh, I got in an argument with uh, like the top performer in Branson because all like shows because he's running for like office in Branson, uh-huh. and he's like his he's running on make Branson great again. His whole thing is how he's gonna appeal the mask mandate, and he started this thing where like how play, he was always like players need to shut up and dribble during your shows. Like he's ultra conservative, and so he he shared his post, and I was like, "How about you just shut up and sing, <laughs> and uh, or shut yeah, shut up and sing like shitty country songs, something like that." And he like blocked me, but like before he blocked me, people like went in on me for like twenty minutes about how like he's in a safe Branson and how like I'm just like a liberal piece of shit, and <laughs> I'm like, okay, no one no one gets the irony in him uh, running for office right now, I guess. I want to check that gas station out, though. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's literally like you go in there and, like, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, they, there's nothing else Ricky Bobby about it besides the fact that they're playing Tile Lake Nights. And I, I have a feeling, I know the owner of it. He uh, has, like, one of like, the worst shows in Branson. Uh, I know he didn't, like, do any, like, there's no agreement with, like, you know, Will Farrell to, like, allow them to do this. He's just hoping no one ever finds out. Oh, man. That's funny. But then we, can, uh, we can start the official podcast if you want to kick it off, James. Now? Yeah, I think we have like 20 minutes of us kind of rambling here. Okay, we can start now. Tell when to start and I'll cut out. This part. Let's just start, you know, three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the. Start again. Let's do a countdown. Three, two, one, go. Welcome to the second episode of the Untitled Mass Podcast. My name is. I am Jane. Fuck. Start again. Start three. Two, one, left off. Welcome to the second episode of the Untitled Mads Podcast. I am James E. Gramble, your host, and my co-host is right here, Jose Montelion. And we are joined by Tim Beamer at... What's up, y'all? At Ultralight Beam. You've seen him on Twitter. B-E-H-M. Y'all know me, though. I actually never heard of you before, to be honest. Well, we're doing this for the listener, so. <laughs> he said he said Tim was going to be on, and I thought he meant like Gumby <laughs> at first. But oh man, I assume I, I assumed no he knew who you were. No disrespect. I mean, I don't really like. I don't follow that many people on that Twitter, so I assume yeah, you did. I have over five hundred followers. So how can you not just assume that I am known across 
I'm pretty much Dragonfly Jones out here. Come on. I'm kind of a big fucking deal. I thought he was. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll definitely give you a follow after this. I definitely should make sure uh, I, I follow all my guests before uh, they pop on the episode next time. It's, it's a work in progress. We good. We're doing all right. That's my mistake for not for just assuming you would follow him something. Oh no, it's good. I I honestly I, I I think I've seen some of your stuff before, but yeah, I I, I when you said Kim, I thought you meant Gumby. <laughs> so you've probably know. just seen my replies to James that pretty much all say "God damn it, James." I'm that pretty sure that's how I know. Yeah. Uh, that's you know, probably it. James gets, you know, extra uh, wild on the timeline. I think they just have a, re- a reel him back in. It's not that wild. It's definitely not PG-13. I would say you're closer to rated R on Twitter. Okay. So somehow the most offensive thing he's posted was that fucking Arby sandwich last week. That's oh. the most offensive thing I posted? To me? Meat Mountain. It bothered me that much, but... I mean, I I referenced the woman getting flashy about eating top ramen. That was, I think, that topped the cake. That was the worst one, I think. I guess Tim missed that. No, that's not even that's not even the worst top ramen thing you posted. It was that bathtub full of noodles the other day. Oh, that, that was, was worse. That's offensive. Throw up. That's that was very offensive. Caucasian people need to be stopped. You posted something today. It was, uh... Was it Doris Burke? No, it was, uh... Yeah, Doris Burke. And I forgot I forgot the, uh... What you said along with it. Oh, okay. It was like... Nobody... Like, quotation was a semicolon or... Yeah. Then I referenced a porn star with a punctuation in, in that Doris Burke video. Yeah, <laughs> that was that um, was pretty. I I knew today was gonna be good after I saw it. I just don't know what we're doing here sometimes. <laughs> but it is entertainment. My, my timeline is more entertaining ever since I followed James. I will say that. Uh, it, it's by far been one of the, be- the my better decisions have been following James because my timeline stays great. That's what I'm here for. But uh, let's uh, let's get things back on track here. Uh, never really got, I, I don't think we really ever got on track. But uh, so obviously we'll start off with uh, the Nets game last night. I mean, absolute ass whooping that the Mavericks handed to him. I mean, obviously missing Kyrie and uh, Durant helped. But uh, granted, they're we were playing like a G League team, but I'll take it. <laughs> a win's a win. I'm not going to complain. Well, I mean, they still had their best player on the floor in Landry Shamit, so. <laughs> That's true. They had to. <laughs> it's not like they were that shorthanded, because, you know, every time I see Landry Shamit, he turns into goddamn Michael Jordan against us. He does tend to kill us. He's definitely a, a verse Maverick All-Star. Yeah. If, I see, if Lord they, forbid him and Kelly Oubre ever join the same team together. Oh Jesus Christ! We wouldn't stand a chance. No, Harden did. Harden kept him. Harden kept him in it for a half, though. That's about all he had. Yeah, it was amazing that Rick actually uh, made an adjustment at halftime defensively. 
Yeah, I think more than that, just having an actual full team out there just helped wear them out against a team like – it's kind of like a broken table. You just lean on the one weak leg until it breaks. And, yeah, the rig adjustment to start doubling James Harden really took him out of it, and that's kind of where the game turned around and the maps took off. Yeah, and thankfully, uh, Shane wasn't able to get too hot. Well, it makes yeah. sense. James Harden's the only good player they have on the, on the court. It's double team. Don't, don't disrespect DeAndre Jordan like that. I can't. He wasn't playing last night. No, he played last night. He was there. Oh, he was pretty close. He was there. He wasn't playing. No, no, no DeAndre, he, he played because he had that great defensive play where he allowed Luka to throw the pass right over him for a really dumb <laughs> And I think he followed it up with a uh, – he got an offensive rebound, threw right to Tim Hardaway Jr. for a dunk. Yeah, that was a, I don't remember the exact numbers. That felt like a good Tim Hardaway game. Yeah, one out of every two, he'll be good. And then, uh, then, then again, against the Thunder, he'll go like one of nine from deep. Like tomorrow he's going to go for like eight for, eight for ten from three tomorrow. And we play the Thunder, we'll go like 0 for 10. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I, I, I keep up with his like, uh, his, uh, like game by game shots, and it really isn't almost every other game. He goes from being like, okay, this key guy can be the third best offensive player on our team, to like, man, this guy should be playing in China with Jimmer. Like, there's no in between with him. Yeah, he only had. Points last night. I guess it's just because he had a couple highlights that stood out. Big dunk and everything, but he scored 115. It was the only guy to go. Luca was the only guy to top 20. We still got to 115. So tomorrow's gonna be the game. Very balanced. Yeah. Hope so. They need it. Finally get above 500 here. What did you guys think about Przingis yesterday? I mean, it was good to see him out there. I thought he was good. He was efficient. He's 18 points on 13 shots. Um, I wish he'd do more rebounding, but I'm starting to learn that's just not going to be him, even though he's 7-3. And he won the game, so I'm not going to complain about that. See, I just like him because I get tired of when the switch happens. He just sits, I mean, either on the three-point line or – in a you know deep mid range, and just like ends up shooting, you know contested shots. I like seeing him, you know, actually post up. Uh, he posted up James Harden and had that uh, that spin. With posting up Harden is not an easy thing. I mean, he's I think Raiden is one of the best post defenders in the last like, for the last like three four years. Uh, but I mean, he he was actually aggressive when he got the ball, and it didn't seem like he was just waiting for like. To shoot a bunch of threes, which I did, which is my biggest issue with Porzingis has been him shooting eight threes a game. Yeah, he only took two last night. He didn't hit either of them, but and one of them, and one of them was uh, that tantrum three. <laughs> yeah, one of them was a uh, fuck you, Luca three. <laughs> oh God. I'm glad that situation didn't blow up last night, but you got to keep an eye on it. Because he did throw a little fit, but he got himself back into the game, and they closed am, it out. Am I the only one who, like, agrees with Przingis? As in what? Like, he had every, 
in my opinion, he had every right to throw a tantrum right there. You have a six foot two guy on you who you've been bullying all game. There's no reason why whenever that switch happens, you don't feed it down there and let him go to work. Here's the thing, though. The people who don't like him are not going to agree with you anyways, and the people who still like him are going to agree with you. So no matter what you say, people are, like, dead set on how they view him. So it's like, it doesn't matter what you think. In theory, theory, that's the exact situation. He should be getting the ball in every single time to go to work on that size advantage. Maybe right now he still should, but right now, like, those traditional post-up situations, he is awful. Like, it's not efficient at all. Did you – I mean – if he's got a six-two guy on him, then yeah, feed it to him. Because if he can't exploit that, then what the fuck are we doing here? Just give it to him and let him shoot over him. They, yeah. someone tweeted it out today, where I think on like the out of like the most, I think he's like tenth in post ups in the league, and I think he's tied for third on points per possession in the post ups. He's tied with Anthony Davis. He's above oh. Jokic. He's above Jokic and Sabonis in uh, post-ups. I think he's only behind Embiid, which I think should surprise nobody. And uh, yeah, Embiid and uh, Towns are the only people who are above him on points per possession in post-ups. It's kind of surprising the way people talk about him. But. That's my – I think – I, I don't, like, really look at the points for possession. I just saw it popped on my Twitter. He gets uh, the third – or he gets the tenth most, but his points per possession is he's tied with Anthony Davis for third. At least out of the top ten. He is tied for like, of usage or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's it's uh, 1.04, and Embiid's 1.09, and Towns is 1.07. Oh wow! He's, it's better than Jokic, Vucevic, uh, Sabonis, Randall, Griffin, Valanciunas, and uh, Drummond. Those are those are all the top ten. Drummond's actually the worst, and <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah, Drummond's got one trick: it's rebounding. He can't defend it. He's not really efficient offensively, but so that's not surprising. What are your thoughts on Drummond to Dallas? No, we've been beating this dead horse for two years now. If it was going to happen, it would happen by now. And it's not. It's not even like my personal opinion on him. It's just there's really not no use in talking about it because it's been available for them and they haven't done it. So it's clearly not going to happen. Like if they had any, if they had any interest in it, it could have happened. Because he was a salary dump from Detroit. Okay, so let me rephrase that. What are your? Would you like him in Dallas? Yeah, sure. Put your GM hat on, you know. Sure, I'll take him. On a new, much much cheaper deal, yeah. I don't see. see I don't see him getting paid more than twenty. I mean, I, I don't see his like the market being that big for him next year. I think he's gonna have. I think he's gonna get the mid level. I think we get more than the mid level. I think he's gonna get like he's gonna get Montrezl Harrell money. I think he'll get more than Montrezl Harrell money. I don't see it. I mean, it only takes it only takes one team to be 
Hand that out. It'll take, it'll take one team overbidding themselves for him. Like yeah. one bad team overbidding themselves. That's, that's my thing. It comes down to if, if he wants to go to a, like a contender, yeah, he might set up with a mid-level. But if he wants to go to just a team where he can just get paid, there's going to be a team throwing $20 million at him. Well, you can have him right. You can have him right now for a four for four, <laughs> basically. But I mean, you got like, you got think Sacramento would throw throw some money at him. But like Tim said, this is like this is a dead horse that we've been beating for two years. Yeah, but you know, it's just it's going to happen one day. And one day what? He's, he's going to end I'm up in Dallas. If Dallas, rebounding option, if, Dallas wanted, if Dallas wanted him, if Dallas wanted him, they would have had him by now, like Tim said, because he's so cheap right now. See, because the last he's cheap, point, like the that the acquisition cost is cheap. The contract is ridiculous. For what but I mean, it's, it's expiring. So the way I look is worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. Like, but like paying for centers today is like paying for running backs today in the NFL. Like you don't. You don't get the big ones. You just get one cheap. You get the same production. See, I don't agree with that. So why do we have to pay for Andre Drummond when we can get, like, Cody Zeller for, like, half the price? I'm not – I'm using him. I'm using Cody Zeller as an, ex- as an example. <laughs> like Mavs draft. I'd rather have Cody Zeller. Uh, but, uh, he made a good point. Like, you get him at the half the price, and you would still get the similar production rebound-wise, and – but my see my thing with you, you might get I mean not I mean Cody Zeller's gonna go at seven eight rebounds yeah Drummond's gonna be fifteen okay but you're paying how much for Drummond to get fifteen I mean that's if you if you have to pay Drummond that much money there's a chance you can get him for fifth if you can get Drummond for fifteen million a year you do it so you're paying for one rebound for one million for one per rebound a game I'm mean, not just rebound I mean. He's gonna be. I mean, him with Luca getting, he'll get spoon fed shots, easy luck, easy looks. But we can uh, pay like someone like eight million for like eight percent of eight percent of the production. But I mean, realistically, I mean, who like who's available? Like, what center are we gonna pay? You know, eight million a year to come to Dallas and give half of what Drummond would do, or any look, any actual center. We could pay that much money for someone better than what we have. Because right. this, this is like, and this is my argument with like the Mavericks throwing a bunch of money at a center. Like in for in most teams situation, like for like any other team in the league, I get not having a max contract power forward and a huge contract at center. But the Mavericks have an MVP candidate on a rookie deal, so they can. If you can't, obviously you prefer to get a wing, obviously. If they if you can get Bradley Beal or Drummond, you take Bradley Beal every time, or any other great wing, even Demar Derozan, you take Derozan over Drummond every time. But if, if it comes down to you're not getting a great wing, throw that money at a center. No, and, and I would rather do, just I would rather just play KP at the five, roll with a lineup that's going to be really good on offense than. What we should have done is I maybe maybe we did offer, but it would have been Christian Wood or Jay Crowder or someone like that. We're on upgrading the defense, me, and defense and rebounding at the two through four. Let me say this. 
if you're a football team in 2020 and you got Jerome Bez type running back on your team, are you going to pay him top three money? No. No, but I mean, I think. So why get paid a center top money in the NBA in today's NBA, like a traditional center? Okay, there's, there's, the difference is though is like in the NFL, if you had let's say your quarterback was Patrick Mahomes on a rookie deal, you're not going to pay a power running back in the NFL yeah, but, top three money. So what's the point yeah, of paying a like, traditional center big money? The, the difference, like with that, it's the same comparison. No, it's the same comparison. I mean, position wise, but not financially speaking. Yeah, it is. In the NFL, you can be, you can't go like the, like the cap rules are a lot different than the NBA. So well, the not, Mavericks can realistically throw the money at a center, still re-sign Luca, still re-sign Richardson, still re-sign Hardaway, and yeah. and re-sign Brunson, and you may not have to worry about. Like, if you look at the NFL, like, uh, you throw a bunch of money at, like, the Ravens. They threw all their money at Joe Flacco. And I'm, comparing they, styles of, I'm comparing styles of players. No, I in agree. The, but in I understand sports. that. But the difference is, if you throw all your – in the NFL, if you throw all that money at a running back, you're fucked. You have no, you have no cap flexibility. I'm not fucked. saying all the money. I'm saying, like, big money at uh, out-of-date yeah. style running back. Yeah, but but again, you but then financially, that that limits your ability to resign your quarterback. Resign Andre, your Andre Drummond in the NBA today is what Jerome Bez in the NFL would be today in the NFL. But if you can, that's what I'm saying. If you're saying if you could resign Jerome Bez but still resign every other one of your players you want to keep, yeah, go ahead and do it if you want. I'm just saying, like paying Andre Drummond would be like paying a power back in the NFL big money. Or like close to it, you don't do it. Okay, it comes down if you can, if you can re-sign the rest of your players or not. Like it's like the, like the, like the Cowboys chose Elliott over Byron Jones. Obviously, you don't do that. I'm just saying, Andre Drummond is outdated today. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think he's outdated. Cheap, cheap one or two year deal. I mean, he's got a skill set that the team needs, and it's rebounding. But like, yeah, but how much are you paying for it though? It's it's one thing. Cheap, oh, mid level, about the size of That's what I'm saying. Some other team wants to go over the top. I just there's other ways to improve the team. You don't spend that money on drumming. But it's like if you don't look at Gobert, and obviously Gobert's not better than Drummond. I'm not gonna like but you know very similar skills. I mean really can't cr- clogs the lane as people would say about Drummond. You mean? Yeah, but Gobert's an elite defender. There's the at least value. elite defender in the league. There's at least value there with Gobert. There's still value with Drummond, though. What rebounding? And I can. You still get. I mean, he's he's I mean, he's not an elite defender. He's a better defender than any big we've had in Dallas since Tyson Chandler. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, I think he's pretty soft defensively. Like I don't think he's good at all for it. There's no real numbers to quantify that. It's all just eye test. Yeah, I, I, that's my issue with like defensive, like those, those like individual like defensive ratings and shit. It's like it, I, none of that shit makes sense to me. Yeah. Any advanced stat I see, it just 
I, I, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, they're useful, but they haven't figured out how to, like, really apply them defensively yet. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like when people talk about, like, I've been in arguments with, like, people talking about, oh, I would rather have a 30% three-point shooter take the shot over a 45% mid-range shot. And I'm like, why? Do you know I mean? Like, like oh, te- te- if they each shot 10, it's the same points per possession. But I'm like, do you really want a 30% shoot? Like, do you want Josh Richardson? I think he's 30%. Do you want him shooting 10 threes a game? Oh, no. Like, but like, like if, but if he was shooting 45% mid-range, shoot 10 of those a game. I don't care. Well, mid-range shots are not bad shots. No, not at all. If they're open. No. Unless they're open. I mean, people, it, it just depends. People hate, people hate contested mid-range shots. That's what they hate. See, for me, it's, see, it's like Devin Booker, contested mid-range, great shots. Kawhi is killer in the mid-range. Like, I don't mind if, I mean, if, if, if you're good at it, just do it. Like, same with post-ups. Like, people hate the on the post-ups. The ant legs, legs doesn't hate mid-range. They just hate contested mid-range shots. But, I mean, if you're a good, I mean, those players who shoot good contested at the mid-range. True, but do you still want those shots taken? Oh, yeah. Even, I, if, if, if you can hit 45% of your mid-range, I'd shoot them all you want. Shoot them as much as I don't. I because I, I know almost half the time the ball leaves your hand, it's gonna go in the basket. That's all that matters to me. So, so you don't. You don't want. I just don't know how we ended up. I don't know how we ended up spending more time on Drummond than the actual game last night. This shit's funny. Yeah, because this is whole they were. This is whole they were dealing with. <laughs> I will beat the drumming horse like until he ends up in Dallas. I will talk about it. Jose is a, is a drumming truther. That's why we're talking about drumming for uh, all the time. I'm, I'm a drumming truther. Yes, you are a drumming truther. See, you should have followed me before the pod. I should have been warned about this before the pod. It's all in preparation. <laughs> we were we were unprepared today. Yeah. See, you know that that's what it is. I should have been following you. I would have known that you, you know, you hate drumming. And uh, you would know that I, I'm, I'm, I guess, apparently a drum and shooter, which. Uh, but this, this this makes a good podcast, though. Yeah, all I know is when we get Kenny on here, we're going to talk about drumming for the whole podcast. We're going to try to get Kenny and Kirk on the same podcast. That'll be great. That's I'll just sit back, sit back, drink some wine, and enjoy the show. We just have them on, have them talk, and we just sit back. Wine will not be strong enough for that podcast. Do you remember when we come back and trade online? So we're not gonna make any trades. No, so you don't think we make any moves? No, Mark Cuban's too busy going on Twitter telling Kane that oh we're good. (laughs) Unless we move KP, I don't know what assets we really have to trade. We might like make some kind of low level move, but. I the only don't move see I, what the, we have what we have to offer for anything significant unless what Jay Rich. The only move I see ma- happening is getting rid of James Johnson's contract. Yeah, and I just wonder who you can get back for that. Something. <laughs> I don't think there's any move to be made unless you involve Porzingis. That's gonna 
like significantly change our roster or our outlook for this season. And what do you get for him right now? Yeah, Depends on who you're dealing with, I guess. I, I don't. Two I, teams I don't I've heard linked to him are the two teams I've heard linked are Washington and Golden State, and what you would want from them, I'm not sure why they do it. Like I don't. I, I like, saw the thing where Wiseman or Bradley Beal. Like no, I don't think they're doing that. I don't like. I saw summer with Wiseman and like that Minnesota pick. You're not I'm getting like, that. I'm like, if if Don, if Donnie pulls that off, I will apologize for every negative thing I've said about him. I don't see it happening, obviously. Well, right now there's no realistic trade going on. I think my like my dream scenario was Drummond. No, not Drummond. I mean, yeah, but like realistically, would be if we can somehow get Buddy Hield and Holmes. I think that would be ideal, but I don't see that happening. I don't see Sacramento. I mean, unless they know Holmes is gone and they just desperately want off that buddy contract, uh, that's not going to happen. I'm just, I, I'm just keep waiting. I mean, he, Donnie told us to to buckle up, buckle up, and enjoy the ride, or whatever the fuck he said. And so far, it's been a depressing ass ride. Yeah, that are also not. They also just told you that they're not looking to deal KP when you know they've been on the phone about it. So I don't, really, I don't really trust anything they put out there. This is my thing with those. Like nothing really ever leaks from Dallas, and I get other teams could have leaked it. You know who's leaking it? The New York media. That everything I've seen usually it, it usually comes back tied to someone in the New York media. And or KP's agent would be the only other option. His brother. Who hasn't been in the country yeah. all year. So that Maybe that's some, why he's so miserable. He doesn't have his BFF rolling with him like he always does. Because someone so, post about, like, it was how the dealing with, like, the Maverick and Tyler dealing with his brother, but it's like he hasn't been in the country for the last year. Like... I think the report makes no sense to me. It's all just... I say that, but then I'm going to wake up tomorrow and it's like Perzingis traded for like Harrison Barnes. and. But here's the thing. To me, it's, it's the timing of it. It was like we beat Memphis without Chris Dabbs. Then, oh, okay, so then these rumors come out like, oh, he wants to be traded or he's being dealt. We looked at, you know, it's, it's how convenient the rumor came out where I was like, I don't know. And his response, I think, was pretty good about it. You know, he just, I mean, I don't, I, he said he doesn't know, but it's a business. He doesn't really care, you know. So, but I just don't, I, like, like with the whole Washington, it's like, if Washington is making a move for, for Przingis, it's because they're on a win streak, so they're not going to get rid of Russ or Bradley Beal. The point for them to get Porzingis is to put him with Russ and Beal. Yeah, so, like, who, who do you get? I mean, do you give up Rui, whatever you mean, and that Denny, Adige, I can't pronounce his fucking name, you mean? But then, like, Dow, why would Dallas do that? 
So basically what we have is realistic trades. We don't see anything trades happening. So the, the wishful trades is what we've been doing on the trade machine on um, Mad Twitter the whole time. Yeah, which I don't think any of them will actually happen. You don't think my trades are going to happen? <laughs> that, that was – I don't think it will, but uh, if it does, I'll, I'll be happy. I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> – My favorite yeah, was the offer. So you offering like it was like Delon Wright for like every every star in the league. It was like the right stuff. But then they got like you know uh, now that that came out where they're gonna offer. I mean, I'm assuming to throw the max at John Collins. Which I think that's I mean I don't think the I don't think Atlanta Max is a max offer for John Collins. Well, you're gonna have to do that though because he's restricted. No, no. I mean, I'm I'm all about. I mean, pay. I mean, John Collins is 100 percent worth the max contract. Uh, but I don't see Atlanta matching it. They they kind of can't because they could be they'll put him over the tax right. I mean, but they have, they have his bird rights and everything, so they can they can do whatever they want with them. But and I think they'll still be under like they'll be in the luxury tax, whatever. But next year they're going to have to throw a match on Trey. Trey Young and sign Herder, who is going to get at least uh, I mean, what's his name? Uh, Canard money. There's no way Kevin gets paid less than the Canard. Then at some point they're going to have to pay Hunter. Yeah. Then, then the following year, they're going to pay Reddish and Hunter. And if they want to re-sign uh, Capello, Capello, that, that's the same year. And then Gallo, I think, too. So, I mean, they have so much money tied up. And I don't think they drafted – they drafted a big from USC. I don't think they drafted him. And then they're going to basically have him be wasted. I mean, unless Capella's the odd man out. But I mean, Capella's been fucking great for him, and they got him. They got him for nothing. I mean, they got him for like a. <laughs> they really used all their cap on Gallo and Bogey. Which I yep. that's what I don't understand why they did. Because I think I mean I get like I guess the GM and Pierce are like if they don't make the playoff they're fired. So I get you to so it's kind of des- desperation. Yeah, but it's like you kind of fucked yourselves if. You don't because they didn't offer John Collins a max in the offseason uh, for a reason because they don't want to pay him it. But he's clearly shown that he's worth it, or he's at least going to get offered it. I, mean, I guess being worth it really is, you I mean, debatable. But he's definitely going to get the max contract offer. And if I'm Dallas, day one of free agency, midnight, I'm offering him the max contract. So should we get to these questions or? Yeah. Okay, I'll start out. I'll take it away here. So the first question I'm going to ask is from at Sterling Andrew. He asks, how much do you miss Optimus Biff Corner? How much will you miss Optimus Biffs? How much will we or how much do we? It wasn't. It wasn't around long enough for it to be something we could miss. Yeah, but it's like, I miss him sounding like Christian Walker, though. 
Uh, he was out there sounding like Christian Walker. Give him pep talks. See, I didn't get to enjoy it. I, I, I was, like, working the whole time. So at the time, I he I think he cut the the, the gimmick out. I think it was like I didn't enjoy it at all. So I mean, hopefully he comes back though. You know, we need some more optimism on the Mavs uh, in Mavs Twitter. But it was it was it was a funny bit while it lasted. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll give him credit. You know, he he, he reinvented himself. You know, uh, now I'm still waiting on my apology. On my apology. I don't care if it's from. Optimist bibs, uh, pessimist bibs, regular bibs. Uh, he he owes me an apology, so and until then, I'm not sure if me and him are going to be on uh, terms, speaking terms. So he knows. So next question this comes from Don underscore Denim. He asks, which of these scenarios would you would you choose? The power of of invisibility, but when you're invincible, you cannot stop farting. Or the power of flight, but you can only crash land faceplant. Invisibility. But you, you're going to be farting all the time, so people are going to know you're there. But I'm invisible, they can't see me. So they'll all think it's the people I'm next to. They'll be blaming each other for it. I'm still invisible. It's fine. Yeah, they don't know I'm there. They know someone's yeah, there. They don't so, yeah, know I'm taking I'm invisibility. You know the what? I'm being invisible is they don't know. And then, if, and then if a person is alone, you could really freak them out. Like, oh, that's yeah, fun. Like just that's have fun. them either something smells in their apartment or you have them thinking that they, like, have these uncontrollable farts that they can't feel or hear. And they just think they're, like, they think they're losing their mind. The you drive a person is, insane like, with that. You know I'm robbing See? a bank as an invisible man. So you can and then there's a the camera. There's just going to be heat, like, you know, the heat cameras or whatever. They're just going to see a bunch of ripped ass, you know, it's all around the bank. Just that's a mind fuck. You can mind fuck them. Yeah, absolutely. So next question was: We do all choose invisibility rules. Fart all the time. So at real online Jack asks. He asked two questions. First question is a Mavs related question. What was your worst experience at a Mavs game? Growing up in Missouri, I've I've been to one Mavs game, and it was great. It's uh, it was against the New Jersey Nets. The only thing that sucked about it was like Vince Carter and Jason Kidd sat, so like it was a blowout. So I didn't really get to watch like Dirk play. I think he played like, I mean. Maybe twenty five, thirty minutes in the game. So that was that was the only game I was at. I wouldn't say it was a terrible experience. Though. It was a great time. The oh, so hotel I stayed at did get robbed though, so that was pretty bad. Well, that sucks. I'll say my worst experience was probably watching a game at a reunion arena because that place smelled. <laughs> <laughs> and the maps sucked. And it was so you get the maps that suck and. Reunion that smells, that's a bad experience. What about you, Tim? Uh, if it's just technically a Mavs game, then either of the two Mavs games I've been in in San Antonio, because I just had to be in San Antonio for a Mavs game. I do not like that city. 
Now, I live there. It's, it's, it's a terrible city to live in. Yeah, just having to be around Spurs fans would be my worst experience at Mavs games. Even home games. They show up and spending just the constant, the constant inner, uh, the constant inner desire to just fight everyone around you when you're surrounded by Spurs fans. My whole family in Puerto Rico, they're all, I'm not sure how it happens, but they're like all Spurs fans. I guess because of Tim Duncan, maybe he's from the islands. Yeah, but he's not heard. Yeah, it makes no sense. Of like, if anything, you, you think they would be either New York fans or Miami fans, but no, they they all ride with the Spurs. Okay, his second question is: If pineapple goes on pizza, why don't people put it in lasagna? The core greens are still are still the same yet. I think pineapple and lasagna would be fire. Oh, I I honestly will will make a lasagna and put pineapple on it because of this question. Because pineapple one hundred percent belongs on pizza. So if it belongs on pizza, why can't you put lasagna? It's the same thing. Yeah, I don't I don't see this. Like he thinks he's asking this question to prove a point. I just think he had a great idea, and I'm going to try this. Yeah, that, that exactly great idea. So, thank you. At real at real online Jack had a great idea. He gave us. But do you put mushrooms no. on lasagna? I never had a like our bacon lasagna. You can see him on Twitter as, as Slender Man. That's his name. Bacon on, on lasagna, bacon or mushrooms on lasagna will be great. Jalapenos, man, you can throw like almost any pizza topping in the lasagna. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a normal lasagna topping. But so why why pick on pineapple? You know. I just think he he was saying like you could put pineapple. On pizza, why not just put it in the lasagna while you See, cook it? I he need, I I need a follow up question with him. Is is he saying this because pineapple doesn't belong on pizza, or was he set, trying to like low key tell us pineapple on lasagna is fire? I'm assuming he assume I'm assuming he likes pineapple on pizza because he asked this question. Well, either way, thank you for the idea. Yeah, because that I'm, will be in practice soon. Yes, hundred percent. So thank you. So the next question. I'll probably leave Jose out of this question. Is is come from Pocket Empty Dave at Pocket Empty Dave? He asks, "Would you rather smash Rachel Nichols while Paul Pierce and Tracy McGrady watch, or Kari Champion while Jenna Rose and James Williams watch, or Molly Quirum while Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman watch?" This is a weird ass question. Pass. Just, just pass. How about what kind of commentary would these people give while you're doing this? Like, what would Paul Pierce be saying? <laughs> what kind of commentary would Paul Pierce be giving? <laughs> That's a good question. I, mean, I don't, I don't know, but it would be wrong. <laughs> yeah, it would be wrong. Like, what kind of commentary would Jenna Rose be giving when you smash the car champion? Yeah, I mean, it's just. Max and can you imagine Max and Stephen A? Caleb Rose would just somehow try to relate it to that one time that he was guarding Kobe when he put up eighty-one on him. That's all he ever does when he analyzes is compare it to one time when he was in the league and he got cooked by somebody. And he'll probably be holding his baseball bat like he's all cool. Yeah, holding his damn baseball bat. You know, which no one I don't think understands why he's fucking holding it, but. 
Steve Nance is probably yelling over you. Yeah, like, you know, just destroying you like he did Kwame Brown. I know it's wrong to be wa- I know it's wrong to be watching this, but <laughs> see Paul Pierce will make it by himself. Yep, hundred percent Paul Pierce will make it by himself. Somehow bring somehow bring up how like he invented what whatever you're doing, he would find a way to make sure he like, you know he invented it, you know? He invented the step back, he invented everything, you know, he would whatever you're doing, he was the pioneer of it. So, David, we answer your question that way. As a married man whose wife listens to the podcast, we can answer, you know. So we're just going to answer that. What kind of commentary these guys will give while you're doing this, hypothetically? Great question, though. It's a funny question, but it's a funny question, but it's weird, and I like it. But we'll just not answer the way he wants to answer it. Me, I'll just say, I'll, I'll just say Rachel Nichols. Have Paul Pierce near And I will say good job on your answer and move on to the next one. Okay. This one, he asked several questions. We'll, we'll just go through these questions. At Extreme, at Extreme and Freeman, ask me. Who's hotter, Jessica? Who's the hotter, Jessica? Jessica Alba or Jessica Beale? So I haven't seen either of them since I was like a teenager. So I'll answer this as, te- as teenage Jose. I would say Beale. I'm just gonna choose Jessica Chastain. I'm gonna say Beale because of the movie Summer Catch. Final answer. Then he asked, how did Brian Austin Green pull Megan Fox? I don't know who that famous guy is. People are, famous people are fucking weirdos. That's why. Your answer every time. The better, the better Rangoon, crab or cheese? Crab. Cheese. Cheese Rangoon. This is a good question. Was Steve Nash a system MVP? One hundred percent. Yes. Please, Tony, pa- Tony Parker would have not only won those MVPs, but won, a cha- but won a championship. God damn it! You're not editing that out. Tony Parker, one hundred percent, would have won those MVPs and a championship because he's a better point guard. He also asked me koalas or kangaroos. Koalas. Kangaroos, they can fight. Then he asked SATs or ACTs. I, I didn't take either. I took a GED, so. I got a better score on the ACT, so we'll go with that. I didn't take either one of them. Yeah, I took a GED, so that's, I mean. So, Alex Freeman Freeman. We would take Jessica Beale. Brian Austin Green pull off Becky Fox because they're both weird and they're famous. We love cheese and crab ragoon. And damn right, Steve Nash was a system MVP. And Koalas and Kangaroos, we love both like and we took 
SATs, ACTs, man. But that was a great question. Last one is from Rick41. Oh, God. If you ate an entire raw bull penis for at least one meal per day for five years, and every year you did guaranteed the math winning title, would you do it? A possible five feet dynasty is in your hands or mouth. So basically, you have to eat a raw bull penis for one meal per day for, for the next five years. And every year you do it, you get a championship. I mean, it can't be that bad, right? So I'm sure there's I'm sure there's ways you could cook it up. So yeah, no, it has to be I mean, it has to be raw. Has to be, yeah, yeah, you have to eat oh, a raw, has to a be raw. raw. Okay, yeah. at least once a day. One meal. See, I, would, I I would eat it for breakfast, to get out of the way. See, your love of the Mavericks uh, is, I guess, better than mine. Or can I, I always do it for one year. Just get one championship. You get the one championship and the free agents want to come and then does that, that take care of the rest? Yeah, yeah. That takes care of the rest. It's not like if you don't do it, they're never going to win a championship. It's, I mean, they realistically won't, but. You're just doing, you're just doing that to guarantee it. Okay, so, uh, if this was. Yeah, I'm out. Jose, four I'm, I'm years not, ago, I'm not doing it. Single, no kids, and my my whole well being was tied to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I would say all five years I would easily do it. Uh, and how big is a raw bull penis? I feel like it can't be that big. I mean, like compared to a horse, it's probably smaller than a horse. You know what? I will not do that and just hope my team can win a championship. Without me eating a raw bull piece for a year. You know, also, I'm they, not gonna. I'm not gonna enjoy the championships if I know they're gonna happen. So. Exactly. So we'll. Just, I will pass on the raw bull penis. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Now the, the current Jose, you know, who's a you know dad and everything. I just couldn't do it. You know. Yes, yeah, so, uh, no, I'll, I'll just take my chances you know, on, on this incompetent for, uh, front office. You know what? Since this, is, this will never happen to me, I'm going to say I'm going to do it because this is never going to happen. I'll do it for a year. Get one championship. Now, for that one championship, we'll get free agents. Yeah, and then, you know. Also, then, we win, then we win more championships. Then I don't have to eat bull penis to guarantee those championships. Cause and whenever – Whenever Luca's at the podium, you know he'll make sure he, he thinks uh, for, James Grandbo's mouth. There we go. I'll, I'll sacrifice that for one year. Yeah. There you go, Luke. There you go, Luca. Happy birthday, James is going to eat penis for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, I mean, I don't think there's a better way to end. Uh, End this podcast and nice happy birthday, Luca. You know, I think Tim summed it up pretty good. So, all right, boys. So, thank you, Tim, for hopping on uh, on probably the most unorganized podcast you'll ever hop on. Uh, next time you get on, we'll be running like a very, you know, 
smooth machine. Hey, I love chaos. It didn't bother me. I said right in. See, we're still getting pre- we're still getting preseason reps in. Yeah, so I mean, this this is preseason now. I mean, this isn't even we haven't even hit the, like the first you know the start this, of the actual season yet. So the next podcast, there you go. So the next podcast episode will be like the third preseason game. So that's like a dress rehearsal. Yeah, we'll get the hang of yeah. it. And you know, we got Harry Good episode. It, it went better than the first one, I think. Yes. Yeah, so, how we did you sign off already, or are we just gonna do it again? Oh yeah, I signed off already. I think right. Did I? I'll, I'll, I'll. You know what? We'll we'll hang up. I'll listen to it again, and we'll see what, I, what we can do.